This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. This is day eight of our summer road trip, Sunday, July 14th. This morning we woke up at Balsam Pond Campground where we stayed the night before as well. Um, we woke up to a little bit of rain. It was raining, I don't know, about 3, 4 a.m. Yeah, probably throughout, yeah, since 3 a.m. until about maybe 5 a.m. it was raining. Um, on and off, like hard, then soft, hard, then soft. Never too much. Luckily, we didn't get wet in our tent at all. But yeah, we uh, woke up fairly early, probably 7.30 had a quick oatmeal and coffee for breakfast and then we were able to go we were able to pack up our car pack up our home after we made some rearrangements in the car the day before and And then we went to go um, get some water at this cool little spring that the park ranger had told us about the day before yeah and you know this spring If you were just driving by it, you would probably just think it's, like, runoff sewage or something. Like, we would not stop there for water had we not known about this. Even though there is, like, this little wooden house kind of built around it. But I still don't think I would feel comfortable drinking from there had someone, a local, not told me to do so. Yeah, it's like a little shack. It almost looks like a doghouse. Um, and there's a little pipe coming out of it about maybe an inch and a half in diameter or so. And a bunch of clear, cold, w- running water coming through it. Yeah, but, straight from a spring. I mean, it was so cold, so fresh. But again, like Sarah said, if you were just driving by and didn't know what it was, at first glance you might think, oh, this is just some runoff that somebody put a decorative little thing around yeah and the um park ranger told us that uh the only thing that he's seen issues with around that water system is farmers dropping their dead cattle across the way actually yeah across the road (laughs) there from it so i don't know if it's intentional on the farmer's part like they just don't like the hikers coming through in that area or the recreational activity or if it's just a easy spot to dump some livestock yeah but either way it's still really tasty water (laughs) yeah and there's no way that that um dead livestock across the road would have it's it's a little bit downhill from that spring so none of that would have washed into the water and uh what was the name of that road that was on andy Schwarz Road. Yeah, so if you're in that area, be sure to check that down. And it's not even, maybe it's like 100 feet down once you turn onto that road. Yeah, and it's off of County Road 10, maybe five minutes from that campground that we did at Balsam Pond. Um, So definitely check that out, especially if you're doing that Finger Lakes Trail, because the water was sparse. Um, so after we filled up all of our water, we ended up hitting the road and we just headed east. We didn't really have any signal or, um, navigation. But Um, we did have intentions of finding somewhere with Wi-Fi 
so we could so Andy could do some work on the blogs and the podcasts. So that was kind of our goal for the afternoon. And my preferred destination for Wi-Fi? Always a brewery. Not yes. a coffee shop, not a library, always a brewery. So we um, got to a town maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes into our drive. Um, Utica. Um, no, Utica is where the brewery was, but the town oh, was... Oh, yeah, where we had signal. Yeah, where we had um, uh, cell phone connections <laughs> so that we could look up where the nearest brewery was. Um, I forget exactly what that town was called yeah norwick norwith yeah something like that anyways um it was a pretty decent town it was Um, and there was some big event going on today it looked like a sports event very family friendly event lots of food trucks out people playing basketball Yeah, yeah there was a ton of basketball games going on in the park and then there were also, like Sarah had mentioned, a bunch of food. Like there was all these little um, pop-up tents um, serving, it looked like food. Um, I don't know if they're selling anything else too, um, but it looked like a big event for the town. Yeah, it would have been, we probably would have stopped if we didn't have Daisy with us. That would have been the fun thing to hop out of the car and check out. Yeah, it was way too busy for Daisy, though. She would have. Yeah, she was barking as we drove through the town at all the people and the dogs. Yeah, definitely. So we ended up finding a brewery, actually, um, that was in Utica, New York. It was probably about an hour and 20 minutes from where we were at the time. So we just ended up putting that into our phones and there's actually a lot of breweries along the way but a lot of them were closed um until tuesday or wednesday yeah or some of them didn't open until 1 p.m so the easiest way to make the decision on the one that we did i think it was called woodland brewery woodland farm brewery woodland farm we just decided on that because it had opened at 11 a.m yeah and it was a little bit more on the outskirts of utica too not down in the in the city of Utica, so um, Sarah wanted to take Daisy out for some exercise while I was working and drinking. Yeah, we thought that would work better because when we bring Daisy into a brewery, she gets um, anxious and distracted with all the energy going in and out of the brewery, so just thought we'd keep Daisy away from the busyness of the brewery in the afternoon, and I found a nice park called uh, Moose lake park i believe in utica actually it was actually the next town over it was about a three mile drive out from the brewery it was a nature preserve actually yeah yeah and there was a little shelter there little playground baseball fields but beautiful hiking trails um it felt very secluded i only saw one other person on the trail the whole time But along the trail, there was maps probably every half a mile or so where I could navigate myself and get my surroundings on where I was going. And I ended up going a total of about two miles on this trail with Daisy. And I got, mm, I don't know, I would say, yeah, I got three hours of work in. So, I mean, you sat around this brewery for a little while because they had a big wide open like field. Oh, yeah. I got some good... uh, workouts in Daisy and I were running laps I did some reading it was it was a nice field to hang out in but it was really sunny so that's part of the reason I just wanted to get out of there 
Because it was just in the beating sun, no shade at all. Yeah, and I sat inside, so um, I didn't really deal with the sun, so... What was the best beer you had in there, Andy? They had a bourbon barrel-aged old ale. Oh, and those are always really high in alcohol content, yeah. aren't they? This one was about 10%. Yes. 10.6, actually. Those yes. dark beers usually are. It was aged 30 months in bourbon barrels. I forget which bourbon barrels they were, but... Oh, sounds like a rare find. People probably line up outside of that brewery for those bottles. It was uh, very delicious. <laughs> um, it was called Friggy. Um, it was... They still had some bottles left. There was a couple of guys that came in shortly after I was there and bought a couple of... They had... They were smaller, like, they were like 500 milliliters, I think that the bartender said. Um, so, I wish I could have bought one, but I don't think, um, with our budget on this road trip, uh, it was a wise choice. So, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, one pint at the brewery was enough. Yeah. So, anyways, I got some some podcasts out there. Uh, I got to work on the blog some. So that was great, and then Sarah came back, and there was live music going, so she and Daisy sat. Yeah, kind of sat about 200 feet away from the music and just pulled out our camping chair, Daisy's bed, water, and some snacks. Kind of sat there and grooved to the music with Daisy and my sun hat. (laughs) Yeah, and once we uh, wrapped it up at the brewery, we started heading east again, Um, more towards Vermont, we actually went a little bit north as well because we were looking at um, the West Canada Lake Wilderness in the um, Adirondacks mountain range. Yeah, in the Adirondacks. And we had found a couple um, sites on freecampsites.net. Um, Sarah had found them actually while I was working. One was Bear Slide. We didn't actually get to that one, but the, the other, other was one. Moose. I think it was Moose River something. Yeah, Um, and we did go to that one. We got to that one. We had put it in our, well, yeah, we put it in our GPS, but we didn't actually read the detailed directions on freecampsites.net. So once we got there, our GPS said, you have reached your destination, and it was just... But we didn't see anything. Yeah, we just kept on driving because there was nothing there. Yeah, and what we think it was was when we looked back later, it was... There's this gate on the road, and I think you were supposed to park at the gate and then walk back to the campsites. So we didn't do that. We figured it was just one of those drive-in, off-the-road type sites. Kind of like what we were at this past weekend at Balsam Lake. Yeah. So there is just a little bit of a lesson learned there. Read the description a little before you set off on the journey. Yeah, read the step-by-step directions, because... When you've reached your destination on the right, it's not always actually there. <laughs> yeah. Or it is. It's just tucked back a little bit further. Um, so so then we were out of uh, phone service for a while, had no reception, and we had to keep driving to the next town where there might be Wi-Fi or phone reception. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily, we're, we were on a main road. We were on... Uh, I believe it was US 28 going east, and um, we hit a number of towns. So Yeah, every, you know, 10 miles or so, there's a town where you can get some phone reception. 
Yeah, and they're very, very touristy towns, it looked like. Like, a lot of um, cabins. There were some state parks. Chocolate shops, coffee shops, pizza shops. Just kind of those outdoorsy, like, uh, woodsy, like, gift shops as well. Um, A lot of people just, you could tell they would park on the side of the road, get out, take a picture of the scenery. I mean, it is beautiful up here. And it reminds us a lot of, like, northern Minnesota, but more mountainous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of greenery here. Definitely reminds me of, you know, your touristy town in Grand Marais, Minnesota. Yeah, and then we finally got to a town and found um, some more campsites. And this one said there's about 20 of them just randomly, like, off the road. And so we... We ended up driving down that way. It was on US 8. Um, and actually, first we tried these two sites that were off this kind of dirt road, kind of tucked back on this lake. I don't and remember the name of those sites. Me neither. But those ones were a lot closer to the town that we had gotten our phone signal. And at. it's nice because they were right on the lake. But unfortunately, they were already taken. Yeah, so we had to keep moving on, and we actually had to keep moving on to another town to get another phone signal so that we could do another search. Um, We had tried earlier just to kind of keep driving down the road and see if we found something, but all we kept finding were these paid campsites. Um, yeah. And most of them were state parks. And, you know, since we know there's so much free camping out here, we didn't want to fork out the money to pay because we know free is just a few miles drive away so we figured we'll just keep going yeah and we had seen a ton of them like on the freecampsite.net website so we just kept going until we got phone signal again and as we were going we just kept our eyes peeled as well for anything that looked like it might have been a free campsite off the side of the road so we finally found a phone signal and found these beautiful sites actually off of US 8. And they're kind of like you may think they're either someone's driveway off the road or you have to kind of know what you're looking for to to find these sites. I wouldn't come down this if I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I would think it's private property or something. And some of them have these little discs that say like nailed to the tree. Let's say camping, but they're, I don't know, They're maybe... pretty discreet. You have to be looking for it. Yeah, they might be like, I don't know, four inches in diameter. So they're not very big and they're not very obvious. So we put it in our GPS and our GPS actually got us in the vicinity and we read the description this time so we knew what to look for. Yeah, and as we were like driving down this highway, we did start seeing all these little dirt paths off the side of the highway and we didn't actually stop at one of the dirt paths until the phone said you've reached your destination um and our final destination was like a pretty big pull-off dirt side pull-off and there wasn't anywhere to go for camping there so then at that point we decided to go get back on the highway and go back about half a mile to the inlet that we saw this little dirt inlet yeah and we figured hey like we've seen all these little dirt, you know, um, 
two track like uh drives that we would go back to because we figured these must be it but just in case it's like a campground that we had stayed at earlier um we would just keep going so we pulled in and it's this beautiful it's beautiful but it site. was um a very narrow drive in i was driving and I will say it was a little nerve-wracking to be driving. Andy's usually the one who's driving on these dirt roads when we go on these crazy mountain trips. But I was driving today. And I think had I gone just one foot to my left, I would have gone over the edge down into the creek that is below us. It's actually the Hudson River that's right below us. Well, there and it's you go. very... It's very shallow at, at this point. I mean, right now it's probably, it looks like, a little past ankle deep in spots. So we would have been safe yeah. if we would have rolled over. Yeah, but, yeah, I see what you're saying, Sarah. It's it's nerve-wracking when you don't normally do that. But Yeah, but it's one of those experiences, you know. It's daunting until you dive in and do it for your first time. Yeah, so the campsite itself is pretty cool. It's amongst all these really tall pines and it's got a fire ring it's maybe a hundred a couple hundred feet from the uh the roadway and this and then, is campsite number six yeah and there's um i think it's at about 20 different campsites along this road and we're not anywhere near close to the other ones you got to drive down the road a bit to the other ones so we can't hear the other campers see the other campers we are very secluded here but yeah. we can hear the cars going by along on the highway so that is one thing if you do want the peace and quiet this might not be the campsites to camp at but it's perfect if you're road tripping and just want a place to stay for free for the night it's the perfect spot to go. I'd yeah. highly recommend it. And that's what we're here for is just the one night, you know, pack up and then get on the road again tomorrow and do some backpacking in Vermont. So with that, I think um, the stars are about coming out here. It's about 10 o'clock and the fire's dying down. Daisy's already sleeping in the tent. She's been in the tent for a couple hours now herself. I think she's getting a little uh, tired from this road trip. Yeah, we think she finally feels a little bit at ease at this campsite because there's no one around. There's no cars driving by. We're not at a bathroom stop where truckers are driving by. So we think she finally feels um, at home and at peace and just feels like she can chill and just go to sleep. Yeah, it's one of those just I can relax now moments for her. Yeah. And she hasn't had much of that during this road trip, so. Yeah, she and since we got to the site, she hasn't barked once, so it's definitely peaceful for her. Yeah. So, we won't keep her up anymore and we'll be checking in again tomorrow. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.